So I'm in my car and I am just doing a quick test to see if maybe I can also do this podcast when I'm not actually in my home and I can just use my phone. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do that, but I'm going to test this out. Um, one of the things I want to talk about today on my podcast is this idea that, you know, the same things that work for you as an individual could also work for everyone else. And that's actually not true, right? I mean, I think we've all experienced that to a certain extent, but there is this, we see it all the time, especially like with diets and working out, right? Like if, if you just don't eat carbs, you will lose weight. If you just work out, you know, three times a day doing weight training, you too will lose weight. You know, um, even on TikTok, when I watch some of these makeup people who are talking about skin and skin products that work for them. They always talk about like how if you use this, then you'll get this type of look or whatever. And nine times out of 10, none of that is true. One of the reasons why I don't give skin advice, right? I I tend to have really great skin. Like I don't have on any makeup and I rarely wear makeup unless I'm on stage or in front of a camera, although not right now because I'm about to go running. I do have on eyeliner and mascara. I always tell people that I do. I do wear some eyeliner, but I never give people advice on skin stuff because I also know that I just really have great skin and what I do for me doesn't work for other people. It might, maybe some of the strategies, but I would never kind of want to claim that the products that I use are going to give you the skin that I have because it's not really true or fair. I know that this is, I swear this is why I lost a bid Someone came up to me many, many years ago, like 20 years ago when I first came to Los Angeles and asked me if I would represent a new skincare line, which has now become a major skincare line. And I said, absolutely not. I would never represent a skincare line. And it's a great skincare line, but I didn't know that then. But I really have this adamant kind of idea that I'm not going to ever represent a line because I know what works for me. And that skincare line had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like there's something about authenticity in advertising that I know is not the point, but for me, it matters. Getting back to my point is something that works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. And this matters also in work. I'm going to explain it from a school point of view. When I was in college, especially the first year, but really the first semester, I really had a hard time as a lot of students do, but I really had a hard time because I was trying really, really hard and I was getting like really bad grades, you know, uh, almost failing grades and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And thankfully there was somebody there that I knew really, really well. I knew a lot of the administrative people and she got me tested and come to find out, I didn't have a really great background, a really strong Uh, background in things like testing and um, comprehension. And there wasn't necessarily a learning disability, although it was categorized that way. Uh, But it really had to do with just having a bad grammar and high school education, right? Where I went to school, all that mattered was, um, you know, basically religion and math and maybe English. (laughs) And I don't mean English like speaking English. Of course, it was speaking English, but it was more about 
you know, rudimentary, I guess. See, I don't even know how to say the word, but I also had a stuttering problem as a kid. So there were a lot of things, you know, I also lost my mom when I was a kid. There were a lot of things happening that wasn't just about the school that I went to, but had to do with me not getting a good grasp of the basics. So I worked really, really hard in college. When I learned that I wasn't good at any of this stuff, uh, some of the professors came up with other ideas for me to take tests. And one of them was I would have to get up in front of the class and answer the questions. So instead of taking a multiple choice test, which I was horrible at, a timed multiple choice test, I would actually have to get up and answer the questions. And I loved that. I thrived in that. Um, the other one was writing essays, like instead of doing multiple choice, which for some reason just triggered me into not being able, because I would think too much about what all the answers could be, whatever it was, I don't know. I, I wasn't mastering, I wasn't mastering how to take multiple choice tests, right? So I ended up being somebody who could easily write an essay as to what the answer was or easily get up and explain what the answer was. And I realized like in that moment, we all do things very differently. What works for me isn't going to work for you. It doesn't mean that I wasn't just as smart or didn't understand the information as well as everyone else in the room, but it did mean that the way in which I could answer or perform or do that task was going to be different than everyone else in the room. So here's the thing. The reason why I bring this up is I was just working with somebody last week and they had a team of people and he was saying that they, you know, that it was really hard for people in this group to work together. And what I realized, it's not that they have a problem working together. It's that they, they all work very differently. So some people have these amazing skills that are very analytical. They can do something from point A to point B to point C. And those people tend to work well together. But there were other people in the group who really cannot work in such a weird structure. Their kind of brilliance, I'm going to call it brilliance, but because I'm not good at this, their brilliance is in being what I think is chaos, right? They look at everything in kind of a big picture kind of way, as opposed to looking at the trees, they look at the forest. They look at the forest and in that kind of crazed, chaotic, that's what it looks like to me, they're able to kind of pinpoint what needs to be done and then they can focus on that and they kind of put the puzzle together. Whereas the other people that are more like me, we kind of look at one thing at a time, which are the trees, and we kind of look at it from the bottom up. My point is, is instead of thinking at your office or your office as people who just need to get stuff done, so you're going to delegate this information. You need to know the people that you've hired. Better yet, before you hire people, know the kind of people that you're hiring in, what works for you. Maybe it is good. See, I thought he had a great team because they all have different strengths and different weaknesses. And if you realize that, and if you know how to put them together to kind of figure something out, it just works better. But if you don't understand who your team is, they're all going to be locking heads because you're giving them the wrong tasks. You're giving them the wrong information in order to finish and produce something that you're asking them to do. So I just think that we have to come to an understanding and I know we get it, but we don't practice it. 
we are all different. We all have different strengths and we all have different abilities. And yes, we have different weaknesses as well. That doesn't make us good or bad people. And you as a leader, you as somebody who owns a company, you who have the ability to pay people to cre- to create and produce a task and finish it to make you money or whatever it is, you have to be a leader. And that means understand how your group of people work. How can you set people up for success as opposed to doing absolutely nothing and making sure that they're going to fail or that it's going to be a tough time or that you as a leader and owner of this company are going to have to dive in and have to finish the product yourself. And that's what was happening with him. So come to find out what I said to him was this. I said, you know, I think you have a great group of people here. I do think though that you're lacking in like two other kinds of people that you could use because you're expecting people to do something they're not good at. You can give me multiple choice tests all day long. I can do them for years. You know what? I'm still going to fail at all of them. I am not good at multiple choice tests, especially when I know the work. It's just hard for me. My brain doesn't work that well with multiple choice anything. I don't do well at it. It's not what I'm good at. I'm not good at being timed at anything either. Like if you tell me you have 10 minutes to finish this task, all of a sudden I start to sweat. I start, well, I mean, I'm sweating right now because I'm about to go for a run and it's really hot in my car and it's hot outside here at the beach today. But um, my point is this, is that when you don't know who the people are that you've hired and you're trying to give everyone the same information and promising clients or people that they're going to get it done is doing that same thing, like saying to everyone, this is how you lose weight. The way you lose weight is this way without knowing what everyone's individual needs and criteria are. How do they eat? How do they work out? How do they process certain kinds of foods or day or what is their mood like? Everyone is very, very different. You can't turn around and tell everyone that they have to work a certain way and then be disappointed when you don't get the outcomes that you want. If you want to be a great leader, if you want to be a great leader, even a good leader, but a great leader You need to know who your people are. You need to understand their strengths. You need to understand their weaknesses. And you need to set people up to succeed. You have to understand that a group of people will rub each other the wrong way, no matter what the situation is, if they have to work together and they don't understand specifically what they're all good at and what they all suck at, right? And That is what leadership is. That is part of what leadership is, is being able to assess a situation and then find ways to make it a good thing, find ways to make it a successful thing, right? Leadership isn't just being like, okay, I need to make all this money. So let me just tell a whole bunch of people what they need to do and they better do it. That's not leadership. That's just somebody who has a lot of money and owns shit and has to pay people or wants to pay people to not do the stuff you need to do. That's not leadership. That's not leadership. That's just being rich. That's just being somebody who has money. The best leaders and the most successful people I've ever known are people who know their team, support their team, are part of the team. They do their work in the team and part of their work in the team is being able to tell people, you know what? 
this is what I think we need to do. Why don't you try to do A, B, C, and D? We're going to have them do E through G or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you understanding what your role is as a leader is you being part of the team, not just being delegator in chief. Okay. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I did this in my car. I am sweating so bad right now because I'm about to go out for a walk run. I'm doing quotation marks for those listening on my <laughs> my podcast. But I have the windows up because I don't want to hear all the noise of cars going by and people walking by because I'm here uh, close to the beach right now and I'm about to go out for a walk. But hopefully this will work for the future. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but hopefully it will. But anyways, let me also add this. I appreciate people who are listening to my podcast. Thank you so much. Um, if you're interested in starting a, a podcast, I use Buzzsprout. So they are an affiliate. I do get a little money if you do use them and you use the kind of link that I have here in my page. Um, I was going to say something else, but I realized this is also going to be on YouTube. But I think they are one of the easiest places to learn how to start a podcast. But also they have the tools that you need as a beginner podcaster. But also if you've been podcasting for a while and you want to transfer, that's what I did. I transferred my stuff over into Buzzsprout and I've just never been happier. And a lot of you know, I do not promote things I do not use or fully and completely believe in. Clearly, because I did not get that huge, massive contract with whatever that brand is in skincare. So, <laughs> oh, it is one of my regrets, but I don't really regret it because I never used it. But you see what I'm saying, right? I could be extremely wealthy right now. So, anyway, check out Buzzsprout if you're thinking about doing a podcast. See how it goes. And, um, yeah, that's it. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's under my name, Carmen Lisette, L-E-Z-E-T-H. So Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N-L-E-Z-E-T-H. If you just Google that and look for my YouTube channel, you will find it. Uh, but please subscribe. And as always, thank you so much. I love getting messages. I love people reaching out to me and uh, finding me on all my social media. And I will do my best to always get back to people. But thank you so much. I I love doing this. I mean, even if it's just like 10, 15 minutes and I do it once a week, I love it because it's it fuels me to help other people in a bigger way. So if you have any questions or concerns, please send them to me and I will do my best to answer them. Okay? Have a great one. Bye. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.